Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Me too. Oh my gosh, Callie, we're podcasting again. My goodness, wonders oh, never on. cease. I know. I'm ready. I'm so happy to be podcasting. I'm and all I've been doing is working. So I need to work on that work-life balance. Yeah, constant struggle. It's a challenge, you know. I don't like having responsibility <laughs> kind of sucks kind of you know being an adult is just as much of a sham as I always thought it was I really was excited to be an adult when I was a kid because no. I thought I know <gasps> because my big plan was I was gonna eat a whole bag of Doritos wow exciting stuff that was gonna be my huge rebellion against my mother I remember I was desperately did not want to become an adult mm. and I remember there used to be those Toys R Us commercials yeah it said I don't want to grow up I'm a Toys mm-hmm. R Us kid and I was like that's me yep. I don't want to grow up because I knew I knew that once you grew up that there was <laughs> responsibilities there was money and taxes oh, and, and just like it's really the taxes i think they're a bitch you know well it's just it's just, it just was like the the constant strive you have to get this you have to do this and it was just like i don't want any of that i want somebody else to do shit for me well i want them to be the ones that are responsible and i can just do whatever the fuck i want you know and yeah okay every now and then they tell me what to do mm-hmm. but everything i need is here so Let's do that. And I was really happy playing My Little Pony and Barbies. Listen, like that's all that I wanted to do. And, yeah. and it was just like, this. no, I don't want to be an adult. And I had elaborate storylines for my My Little Pony, and they would have crossovers oh, with Rainbow My Bright. friend and I had a game <laughs> that we called World. And My Little Ponies were involved, but like anything, stuffed animals, little figurines, whatever. Whatever we had on hand was like part of our world. And mm-hmm. like there'd be different storylines within the world and how they would react interact with each other it was it was ridiculous i know we'd spend days i just watched the toy thing toys that made us and they had my little pony episode oh that was a good one it's so good i love all those that made us yeah, i know that's all our shit man like that's our gen- like it's it's a lot of 80s toys well they also have the movies that made us and the yes. christmas movies that made us did you and... watch elf the one on elf of course i did i loved it what do you take me for? i don't know <laughs> i'm like kind of like wigging out because i think you're the first time ever in our relationship i finished two shows before you listen and i was like i, I have a good you. reason well okay i don't really have a good reason for I... why i haven't finished the crown here's the thing <laughs> when crown season three came out right i started it yeah. But then I fell off because I thought it was a little on the boring side. Because it is. And so I never 
started back up and then season four started and that's like everybody was talking about it and I was right. like oh maybe I should finish season three and so I finished season three and I'm on season four and I was doing very well yeah but then Shell started watching the crown and like from so, the like beginning? I went back to season one and oh, we God. watched a couple of the episodes with her and I'm like this is different <laughs> Because once you've been in season four, it's really hard to go back. It's to hard to go back. Four. Like it's kind of hard to. Like wow, it just you're like looking at all of them. You're like, I hate off. all like, of you. Go on. You're like, oh. I hate every single one of you. You're all no, you're all awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's truly frightening. Because I guess the royal family is like all up in arms about this show. My true fear is that. It, tr- it was actually worse in real life. Oh, no, no. I know it was. <laughs> well, I don't know, but, you but, know. But, like, you have That's to exactly what like, I think, too. Yeah, you're like, you're, like, watching it. And you're like, you know, I pray to the holy Jesus that he loved her a little bit no. and it was no. better. No. But I no. don't think it was. <laughs> I think it was way, way worse than this. It I think it was way, way worse. fucking bad in the show. You're like, wow. Well, I saw an article and it was like, everybody's you know criticizing the crown saying this isn't true and they got this inaccurate and this person wasn't wearing quite this on this day and they're like okay yeah it's a little inaccurate but let's talk about the things the other things it's inaccurate about it doesn't talk about this thing that this person said happened and this thing it's like they're all these horrifying things i'm like oh my god this show is actually kind to them i like yeah my thing was like this okay fine it's not it's it's not, we're not watching like a history show here, but it's not hey, There were some illuminating facts that I did not know about. Like, yeah, same here. Did you get to the uh, cufflinks? Mm, where, or the where, bracelets? what's your name gave her the, like, the great, like, it was right before the, the wedding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where I ended was the wedding. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was a real yeah. what the fuck moment. I was like, okay, wow. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. He and was it's just... a special piece of work, wasn't he? Well, it's not even just him. It's no, like it's they're all, all like, yeah. Oh my they're god, just, it's just a weird. They're weird. Okay, like it's they're very a, weird. Like it's, it's weird. They're just, I don't understand. And then what makes me even sadder is like. They'll probably get up to Harry and William. And, like, Harry and William were, like, my shining. At least two of these people had turned out normal. And what makes me so sad is I don't think that they're even speaking. No, because apparently William was a shit to Harry. Yeah, I heard that. I also heard that William cheated on Kate and I'm about ready to cut his balls yep. off. So I heard that, too. Like, while she was pregnant with the third. Yep. And you know it treat. happened. You know it happened. Well, it's like, what kind of a dick do you have to be to cheat on but your wife? But look at when the you, family. You know, your father cheated on your mother. Like, I just can't. I can't without, I just can't. Listen, watching this has just made me ever so glad that Harry and Meghan got out. It's a hot I'm like, mess. go, run free, little birds. Everything's a mess. Run away, far away. <laughs> Get away from those monsters. Well, if anyone's Anyhow. expecting us to talk about Arrow... No, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about the crown right now. Because me and the kid haven't watched any for like a straight two months. Because I really saw my child because I was working like 60 hour weeks. For, like, here's here's my thing with Arrow. 
I love the nostalgia of it. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, the nostalgia of Arrow doesn't involve rehashing a debate that we had four years ago. Truth. Or whatever, you know, or even one year ago. Like, for me, I want to look back at the things I loved and remember, oh my God, remember how much I loved this. Right. And every now and then, like, get snarky and be like, oh my God, that was so stupid. Right. Anyhow, it's all great because our ship is the best, you know. Right. That's, I, 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 it's become very superficial for me. Well, and, just remember the good times, man. Well, it's it's remember the good times, remember the the bad times, but not in a way that like it drags down the good times. Like just right. kind of being like, like, oh, arrow, like reminiscing. You like, always are that up way. Every negative aspect while you're. It's like, come on, just like, like I just like I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not. Well, here's like we're not anymore. angry. No, I'm not angry about anything because it's done. Well, yeah, I just have good. this thing like. <sighs> It like irks me, and it irked me five years ago. <laughs> but it irks me when anyone thinks that Oliver lying about William, and this is just my opinion, but it, this is why it irks me, is the worst thing he's ever done. Like <laughs> kids, I just like there's this thing out there that you it's can't Oliver... even say that with a straight I face. It's so. <laughs> Just like it's like it's he's a guy. I mean, maybe they mean it in it's the worst thing he did to Felicity. Yeah, but it's not. It's like if it happens to if he does something to Felicity, that automatically becomes the worst things he's ever done. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh Regularly murdered people. But Jen, but Jen, but Jen, but Jen. Hurts me. This is where I say I'm done with arrow discourse. Right? It's like you just gotta let it go. Outside of this podcast. Like right. we can discourse a little bit on this podcast because that's the, the place that we set up to do that. Right. But I have found that when I see it happening like on the timeline, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm what is that gif, that person that just like sinks back like Homer sinking back into the shrub? Well, it's like it's it's a bit of that, but it's also kind of like shaking your head, your eyes closed, and leaving. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Turning around and walking out. Like that would be me. I just I'm I'm negative amounts interested. The only time I like, probably you want to reminisce on how beautiful they are right. or how much this scene was amazing. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. But it's like if you want to sit there and and when I'm talking about like some other show, like try to turn it back around to Arrow, like and then this shouldn't happen. I'm like, no, like remember this part. Part. Like when you're having a happy moment and remembering something, don't, like, don't. there is always somebody who comes along to pee on my corner. Oh, plate. there is, and Let's it's fine. Plate, it's fine, but just I want people to know from now on, I'm not really gonna be like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. You want to think he's dead. You want to think whatever. You know, I don't care. Go, go with God. It was so. I I disagree, and you already know that I disagree, and so I don't feel the need to like rehash it over and over and over. I didn't realize over and over and over. I was making this really controversial suggestion. Oh, don't do that. Over. (laughs) 
like, you should know better. I watch Wild Mountain Time, and you and I had a little chat about it over. Yeah, we did. Well, the only interaction I have with it was I saw like back when it first came out, there was like this hubbub about it, and I like saw what the hubbub was about, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not interested in that. (laughs) I didn't even know about the hubbub. I just was like, hey, if you're looking for a good movie, like I'm Siskel and Ebert, you know, check this out, and like. It erupted. Not like, what you were expecting. People hate it, and it's terrible Irish accents, and like the country of Ireland is just disgusted with it. And I'm like, holy crap! I'm sorry, I did not realize. I just liked it. It was so funny. Well, and like everyone was like, I, you know, you were like, I hear it's weird, and it is weird. <laughs> Especially if, like, the whole movie is, like, why isn't this dude proposing to this girl he's lived across the road, you know, the the field from for his whole life and is clearly madly in love with him and she's madly in love with him. And it's just, he just thinks he's very strange. And it gets to a point where she's like, would you just tell me? Like, I've thought of every possible thing and I've made my peace with it. (laughs) So when he finally gets around to announcing what, it is it's weird it's really weird it doesn't really make any sense but the whole point is they were doing something that's so strange that most people would laugh at and be like he's a freak but the point is that she understands and she's like I still love you and she has her own piccadillies that she's (laughs) and it's funny I don't know about that I I, I don't know it sounded really I don't don't know what the deal is with the Irish accent thing I just I don't I don't know well I know Jamie Jordan is but he's Irish. Irish. So I was really confused. Like, how does he have a bad Irish accent if he's Irish? Is it like a di- Is it like, you know, there's lots of different British accents. So maybe there's like different dialogues or whatever. Anyways, I, I loved don't it. Know. I loved it. it was really well, I'm glad you loved it. You know, in this, right? in this horrible world we live you in, we need to have things ending. that we love. Right. Exactly. I'm just getting really tired of shows. Like, I, okay, this is a total spoiler for anyone who watches Sabrina the Teenage Witch thing on Netflix. Oh, well, who started watching that anyhow? I didn't watch it. Craziness. I'm not watching it, okay? I yeah, don't even, like, good. go there. But I just no. saw on TV line, what the fuck was that ending? And I was like... Oh, no. Did it do another one of those crazy-ass endings? Well, it gets... Okay, so, like, twist. Because I was like, what's happening? And... Because <laughs> you want to know. know the dish. Uh, and so she dies. Okay. Well, that's cheerful. Right. And she's a teenager. So extra cheerful. Right. And like, they've, I guess they've done like a lot of situations where there's loopholes to death and like she, people come back from the dead. This is a show about magic, but nope. But isn't it over? Right. It's over. So like. When they die, when it's over. You're staying dead. Okay. So that was bad enough. They killed like a 18 year old kid. All right continuing um but then the boyfriend so like she's in the afterlife and then the boyfriend shows up and she's like what are you doing here and he's like i went swimming in the sea of sorrow and basically he killed himself so he could be with her that's interesting this is not a good message to be sending to the youth of the world can we find another it was really like but also, can we stop with the afterlife shit? You know, like, fuck it, guys. Like, listen, I... Take a break. 
Take like, a break. I am down with the afterlife. I'm a devout Catholic. I get it. Can we just like think of something else? Like every single fucking show I'm hearing, they end with an afterlife, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like I'm so enough tired. already. It's really enough already. I can't handle it anymore. Which I think that's what why I really was really loving Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Listen, folks, Bridgerton. You gotta watch Bridgerton. Yeah, we're talking because about Bridgerton. Bridgerton. We're, we're 15 minutes in, but I'm gonna just. <laughs> about... This has now become a Bridgerton yeah, podcast. We're <laughs> Rebranding we're ourselves. Just kidding. We're not, but yeah. For today it is, because oh my god. Season one of Bridgerton. Chef's kiss. Listen, I did not want to like this show. Why not? Because I hate Shonda Rhimes. I have a lot of issues. She's like my other. She's like like Julie Fleck is my nemesis. I don't think you're alone I in know. that. Like Julie Fleck is my nemesis, but then comes Shonda Rhimes because she has hurt me, and she has done things to me that I do. She knows what she's that done. I, she knows, and that I did not appreciate, and it took me years to recover from, and whatever. So I was like, I'm not watching this fucking thing. And as I'm not, because like I heard about it, I was like, oh, okay, she's going to Netflix, $150 million producing deal, blah, blah, good riddance, okay? She killed McDreamy. Um, so I just was like, no, I'm not watching it. But here's the thing I love uh, period pieces. Like, one of my favorite movies is Pride and Prejudice. Like, I love all that shit. Well, then you have. Right, it was really, it. really difficult. And so then I like, I hadn't even seen like, a commercial for it or like a trailer and then I saw it and I was like shit and then the fandom started watching it I was like oh fuck this sounds like I was everybody like, like my entire timeline all and last week also, was just it was Christmas thing. during quarantine there was nothing else to do so I was like okay here's why I it took me a couple days to watch it is because I again I'm going to take Shell and throw her under okay. the bus she's on she's she's because I was watching it with Shell <laughs> And we'd watch like one or two episodes. I don't understand that. How did you not binge it? Because that's what I did. It was difficult. Well, she was working. Oh, yeah. Back for to that large parts of it. <laughs> and she's got like other things that she's doing. And she's this appointment with this person, doing this with mm-hmm. this person. So it's like we couldn't just sit and watch it. Yeah. Oh, I, through. I couldn't. And. Stop. So, like, we'd watch an episode or two, and then I would spend, like, the next 24 hours just, like, obsessing. Right? And just, like, I can't wait to watch more. I, I like, have She's re- like, yeah, you want to watch an episode? And I'm like, yes! I, like, right I have, like, rewatched it. Like, I'm not going to tell you my number, because this is kind of embarrassing. Like, Nick is, like, he'll come downstairs, and I'll be like, I'm going to watch something that you're probably not going to be interested in. And he's like, is it Bridgerton again? And I'm like, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> Listen, it's good. I've been. Okay, I've so, started reading right, so the right. books. Oh, I, mean, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I got the book. I just have to sit down and read it. Um. Okay. So, anyone who is considering watching Bridgerton or even thinking about it, w- listen to our podcast later because we're gonna spoil the whole fucking thing. So, it kind of starts out with it's all about the Bridgerton family. So there's and it's the they're they're a wealthy family. They're um. The father was a was a viscount, mm-hmm. which makes the mom a viscountess. And the father died. Now, do you know how the father died? I did died? Google how he died. 
I did Google. Well, I didn't Google that specifically, but I was Googling something else. And you stumbled on it? Because somebody else was all like, and then the significance of the B. And I'm like, what's the significance of the B? But it was really helpful to go, like, what the fuck is the B? Like, because it ended on a B. It started on a B and it ended on a B. And there's literally no B reference in the entire story. Like, what the fuck is the the B? B? Now I know what the B is. But um, so the father died and then the oldest son, Anthony, became now the new Viscount. Now, this family, they have eight children because the mother and the father were a love match. And that's how you show they were a love match. In, in right. There's a lot of babies. They have about a million children. But they're all gorgeous <laughs> and quite Well, and they're also, yeah, they're also really informal with mm-hmm. each other and just kind of like what you would expect. Like, think of think of the Bennett family from from Pride and Prejudice. They were they all very, very familiar much with like one the another. Family. Yes. Except with boys yeah, in there, too. Like, they were just and they have like dinner together and they're all just like very very connected with one another which is really fun well, to watch. Well, it's really interesting. This is like the first time I feel like in a really long time cuz Jane Austen didn't do a lot of books with brothers. It was no. sisters or the girl was alone. So it's really Yeah, it was always like this burden of womanhood. Right. And I mean was the big it thing is about in, the burden Austin. of womanhood, but they've got the brothers in the mix, which I found And the brothers are Yeah, and it was an interesting So they have eight children and for whatever reason, Violet Bridgerton and her husband thought it would be funny to name them in alphabet. But it's actually order. really helpful once you figure that out. It's extremely helpful because then you know what everybody's <laughs> right. name is and where they fall You're in like, the oh, order. Number so two, you've got number Anthony. Two, B, B, Benedict. <laughs> Anthony is, is right. the oldest. Then you've got Benedict, who looks like so, Colin Donnell. Yeah. I am not even kidding it's you so folks. much so that we just like so much like you catch him out of the corner of your eye, you're like, is that called no. it's like not Tommy, he looks exactly like kind him. of like I'm like not Tommy and now like he's absolutely now, like, not I, Tommy. I and then number face. three is right. Colin. And then you've got Daphne, who's the oldest right. girl. Eloise, who's the best. Yep. Francesca, who is absent from Francesca <laughs> got shipped off to learn the piano. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Gregory, who's a short little thing, which is the adorable. youngest boy. And then Hyacinth, which is the youngest girl who was born after the father died. Right. So mom had to was pregnant when the right. father died. And then she almost died in childbirth with Hyacinth, which kind of traumatized Eloise. Yeah. And so like Eloise is Eloise is the one who's she's like a little bit like Jane Austen, where it's like she wants to be a writer. She's very much like, I don't yeah, need no like, marriage. I don't need no babies. I want to be independent. She's and like, how is and... the only important thing I do wearing pretty dresses, getting married, and popping out a bunch of babies? I'll pass. Thanks. The, I will say this: once she started wearing some some appropriate clothes, I was like, oh, thank God, because I couldn't stand with the fourteen. Her like, you know, for, it like, was like a regency. Most... Oh, what's her name? can't remember her name uh, her, her 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 style of dress all the time she was in the godfather uh, diane lane no not diane lane diane diane i'm looking it up I'm looking... Keaton. Keaton. yes she she's very much wearing suits but it's no like, 
Diane Keaton has know, more style than like, Eloise like for most of this movie. Because it would be like a ruffle shirt underneath the half suit jacket. And I was like, what is what is happening here? It was just what is she well even the um the modiste kept being like can i right lower can your i like yet? You know? something? <laughs> can we pick a, a zone can we can we put you at normal so like the first time she wore an actual ball gown i know she's stunning and yes, she's gorgeous and i was like oh she oh, looks great oh, that's fantastic okay so <laughs> and i know that's a terrible thing considering everything that Don't eloise worry, stands for and i have issues with some of the shit daphne does because i'm like I have a real problem with the hair. I got I know used you to it. You get used to it after like your thirtieth rewatch. Well, if you if you start looking, you notice it in other women. In other women, not just in that show, but like right. in other movies and TV shows. Like even think of like cartoons. Like think of Wendy from oh, Peter Pan. You know what? That is very much what she looks like. When her hair's back, it's yeah. very Wendy. Here's the thing: I don't mind the bangs. Sometimes because there's a split in the bangs that kind of bothers me. I just want to, like, go and, like, ruffle them a little bit so they're all, like, they're more like Eloise, you know, so it crosses the floor forehead and we don't have a split, but that's that's beside the point. What was really bothering me is when she puts her hair back, she, she they pull down two little tendrils. They look like little antennas. Yeah, but like I'm saying, Wendy from Peter Pan, her hair was done exactly like that. With the little tendrils yeah, and everything, like, like the curls. Bangs, it's, that was just the stuff. I let it go. I, it's fine. I didn't, like. I accepted her as who she is, and fine. <laughs> but like the first time watching it, I was like, "Oh my god, push them back!" It's just like I couldn't handle it. I just it was it was just like nails on a chalkboard for me. I was like, "I can't." She's so pretty. Why are there antennas on her head? Anyway, moving on. Okay, so. Daphne is officially old enough to be out in society. I mean, technically, Eloise probably is too, but Eloise is like their mom is like really wonderful, (laughs) and she's like Eloise. If you're not ready, I'm not going to force you. But Daphne's ready. Daphne's raring to go. She's Daphne wants to be married. Daphne wants to have children. She wants to have a a family as big as her. Right. For her, a big family is just like the happiest thing she could ever. So then they have this presentation to the queen. That's how like they announce that you're out. And she wants to marry right. for love. So like the they have this presentation to the queen, and the queen sees Daphne as taken with her beauty and just how flawless she is. Because she gives her a little kiss on the forehead and says, "Absolutely flawless, my dear," which is like a huge thing. Like this is like, it's like she's just been anointed. You're you're getting like the right. seal like, of approval. Yeah. This is like of all the women that are out this season, this is the one this is that's the Philly the best. you want to bet on. So. Uh, then it turns into, okay, Daphne's going to have all of these suitors and Anth- except then she doesn't because her yeah, brother, Anthony's job, right. kind of Anthony's job is the eldest, you know, head of the family is to get the deal done, like sign the contract, get the dude. And, you know, you know, he loves his sister, so he's very overprotective and there's literally no man that is good enough for him. Like, he constantly, and then, like, he's no. completely, because then they have, like. And he scares right, off anybody like, that would even try. Call where, like, you sit and you do your needlework and then dudes show up with flowers and try to, like, convince her to marry them. Um, it's very strange. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And it seems like, a, a very. And stuff. So it's, like, the socializing season. It's, like, a six-month season. And it's all these balls and 
courting and going on walks and getting ice cream and like with chaperones, it's like they truncate the dating season. And the promenade. Like Don't forget the promenade. season for six to get married mm-hmm. off. And then it's off. And then, you know, you wait until the next season. So, and it can't last for super long because then I did a little research on this. Because that, that part of it is really historically accurate. They did a good job with it. Because it's like, if it goes on too long, if she's being courted for too long without a proposal... Then people are like, okay, they're ba- baby banging. And I'm going to start thinking that there's something wrong with her. not getting together. So it's a lot of like making sure Daphne gets married to the right guy with the right, you know, qualifications. But also Daphne doesn't want to be married to like a pedophile, which is what ends up happening because <laughs> Anthony scares off all the prospects. So literally all she has is this one prospect. Well, part of Anthony's problem is is that he's pretty much the age of all the guys yeah. who are looking for wives. <laughs> and so he knows uh-huh. all these guys. He went to he's school with, with all them. these guys. And he's like, that guy's an asshole. That guy's an asshole. That guy he just wants sex. He just wants sex. None of these guys are worth he's a whore. together. <laughs> and so the only one he likes is this complete weirdo oh, who he doesn't know anything thing. about. Oh my God. Okay, so the over the 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 there's a narrator. It's like Gossip Girl, and her name is Lady Whistledown, and she writes a gossip column, and she names names. Yeah, instead of saying "Guess who," she it says was "It was this fucking girl. asshole," you know. So like, she, the tide turns on Daphne. This whistle, you know, Lady Whistledown was like writing all these good things about Daphne, but then she was like, "Oh, it looks like you know." Daphne's kind of lost the sheen of the perfect diamond we thought she was. And so then she starts kind of making it sound like Daphne is like no longer desirable, kind of like damaged goods. So all she's really left with is this rando dude who approaches her at a party. And I swear to God, this scene, if you are a woman, you know what this feels like. He approaches her at a party. Anthony has left her alone for like two hot seconds. And I'm like, see, this is why Anthony's always with you, honey. So he comes up and he's like, I've really had a thing for you since we, you know, since I was a schoolboy. And Daphne's like, I was five when you were a schoolboy. So that's like not super appropriate. And he's just disgusting. And he's a, it's just like, he gives you the willies. So like, this is total He's a creep. So she's. But Anthony is right. like, but I like, like this guy. She's like trying to get away from him. And like, do you remember that feeling? Like if you're ever in like a situation as a female where you're like, you are by some creepy guy and you literally will look for any male in the vicinity to pretend like <laughs> you're running from this person trying to hide. So she like, she's like, oh, my brother's trying to get a hold of me. I got to go. She's like hauls ass across the dance floor and she bashes right into the Duke of Hastings. So, not exactly how it happened. Yeah, they make a lot of changes, I think. So, Duke of Hastings, Callie, to me, is Shonda Rhimes. He is for every horrible thing she's ever done to me. Listen, this man, I don't know how he does it, but he walks, and you're like, that's a Duke. You know, you don't even question it in your head. You see him walking, and you're like, he walks like a duke. How does a duke walk? He walks like that. He walks like like he does. I feel pretty (laughs) about that. And I was like, this Simon is her apology to me, and yes, I accept. We can be friends again, Shonda. 
thank you so very much. Holy hotness, you guys. He is a lot. He is a pretty, pretty boy. He's got like that bad boy. Like, you know, he's like a decent dude. You know, he's a really good person, but he's like, well, so what, how did He's, he's got an there's he's a, got a there's little, little danger darkness like just how i like <sighs> my fictional men so it's he has a very interesting backstory um essentially his mother mm. died in childbirth uh she had been trying for years mm-hmm. and years to have a baby his father is a total dick like absolute worst father ever um all his father cared about was having the heir and so he, he screwed everything that walked yeah. to try and get to end up with a son. His mother finally was able to conceive. The doctors told her to stop trying to have a baby. It was going to kill her. Then she has, she gets pregnant with Simon. She's able to deliver Simon and she dies. And the father is like, he doesn't. Like she right there. The she didn't even baby. get to hold the baby. Grabs the baby, names him 14 different names. And then um, she's dead. So the real key to Simon, because you're like, how is Simon a functioning, walking, talking pile of hotness? Um, Barely, but thanks to Lady Danbury. Danbury, This bitch is amazing. Like, I love her so much. She's who I want to be. I want to be like, that's what I want to be. I want to be like wearing fancy jewels and (laughs) telling people to fuck off, because that's Lady Danbury. That is basically because she no, she fears like, nobody. I know all your business, and I will lay you out with it. So don't cross me. Um, but she was Simon's mother, her best friend. She was, yeah. She's kind of right. like an so honorary. It turns aunt. out that Simon, Simon's an only child. His mother's dead. Simon has a really bad stutter, like. And he didn't talk right. for like and four he years. He finally does talk. So his father thinks he's an idiot. So he has this horrible. And yeah, he's going to like though, beat the shit out face. of him because he wasn't talking. And then he finally stammers out, don't hit me, which is completely heartbreaking. It's like The first thing he me. ever says is don't hit so, me. So this goes on. He's, he's very intelligent, of course, but his father is just like, he's a humiliation to me. And basically like, I don't want to be associated and, yeah. with so him at all. Because... Like, okay, he tells everybody he's dead. The kid's dead. Like, yeah, this guy's a real treat. So Lady Danbury shows up at the castle because FYI, dukes live in castles. And she, you're like, who knows? But they get some real estate. And she's like, well, good. You're not dead. What's going on here? And she tries to speak. And she's like, okay, I got it. And then she's like, I got you, kid. Like, I am going to help you. You can speak. You can do this. I'm going to help you. And it's the best line because they do the best cutaway. She was just like, but when you step into the light, you must promise me you will be worthy of the attention you command. And they cut to now Simon Grown with Lady Danbury on his arm, walking into the party, doing his Duke walk. And you are just like, yeah, you're like, he's got it, you know, it's just like, yes. He is worthy of the attention he commands. Like, it's just, it's such, and their relationship through the whole show, I got to say, it's amazing. Well, yeah, and she kind of coached him on how to right. kind of, like, and take I it think she you also, it. Like, you need to, you need to be right. the biggest, baddest in the room. Right. Believe that and you, you are. Be. And she and is very, be. she, you know, he's 
you know, obviously he's been traumatized by his father, um, didn't know his mother. He spent his whole life basically alone. So he's, they keep calling him a rake, which is basically a playboy. That's like their term for being a playboy. So he's, you know, he's very not, he's not interested in being a Duke. He doesn't, he hates his father and he's made it. Yes. His father's dead. But his father's dead. He's made this huge thing that he's never getting married. Yeah, on his father's right. deathbed, he went and visited him because he was he was he he's dying. Um, yeah, he, so was, he comes yeah, back. Yeah, he went and visited the hell he's him. Been. Well, he went. Well, he was. Still, I think okay, he was at school, okay. and then his father was dying. So he. This is, from my understanding, oh, you're right. this is the order. Like, he, his father I couldn't died. Tell, like, when has he come? It's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyways, continue. His father died, was dying, and he told him, like, literally, right as he's dying, he says, I'm never going to get married. I am never going to have children. The Hastings line will die. And it's die such a great line. Then... Because that, that, that was right. all that was the line. cared about, was the line. The Hastings name. And so the guy drops dead, this like, being the last of, like, thing that he ever like, heard. So he's dying and he can't speak. And Simon's like, because what he would always say to Simon, speak, speak. And, and he was Simon stammering. Was like, speak, yeah. you fucking monster. And then he yells at him again, speak. And like, that's the last thing he hears on this earth is his son saying, speak. And then he dies. It's pretty, as far as like a fuck you, it's pretty fantastic. It's pretty epic. You're like, yeah. I... And so then, and then, then Simon like pulls up stakes and he leaves and he goes traveling okay. the world for like the next five years. And so the ball where he first shows up is like the first time he's been back in country, right? Since his dad died, he's basically ignored the right. whole Duke. So Lady Whistledown kind of announces that the Duke's back in town, and hey, ladies, snap him up! It's like he's pretty crabby with Lady Whistledown because he just wants to like finish his business. He's never getting married, and you know, is it, the book even phrased it as like he was just stopping by to say hi to Lady Danbury okay. because he holds her in such high esteem. And he's like, I, I can't come back and not come and say hi to her. So I'm going right. to come and say hi to her and then I'm going to beat it. But then like, Daphne, he can so beat literally it, they crash into each other at a party. And Daphne doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. And he's like, yeah, you do know who I am. Please, like, let's not pretend because you what he thinks is she planned running into him. And he's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, you totally know who I am, and I'm not marrying you. Like, it's kind of like that. And then she gets kind of turned off, because she's like, well, you're an arrogant asshole. And he's like, I mean, yeah, but I'm a duke, so who cares? And then he hears Anthony shout his name. Turns out that the duke and Anthony were best buddies back in school. Yeah. So Total then, best this friends. is great. So like, as they're talking, she's like, oh, you are the Duke of Hastings. She's like, oh, you're friends with my brother. Well, that means you're a total whore. Because let's, let's, let's back it up a, a half a step here. How Anthony's does she know a total whore. <laughs> is a whore. Okay. Like I saw more, I don't, I don't, it's a hard Call. It's tough. Who's but ass I saw more of season. Was it was it Simon or Anthony? Well, you're kind of like I it's an interesting segue because you know a lot of these like Regency period <laughs> pieces like take Pride and Prejudice. It's very chaste. They're like very, you're lucky very you can chaste. get a kiss 
Um, so as they're like bringing all these people in, you're kind of expecting it to be the same. Like this is Jane Austen and we're just going to like be very chase. And then they shoot. Yeah. They no, it is not. The banging <laughs> chick up against a tree and his ass hanging out. And you're like, Oh, this will be a different type of show <laughs> than what I'm used to. And you just roll with it. So yeah, it's really a tie between the Duke and Anthony whose ass, uh, we see more. Listen, this is the problem I like to have. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's like, these are the important things to debate about. So, um, so yeah, Anthony is like, hey, we got to get together. You know, Daphne is like totally turned off. The Duke is like, your sister's totally desperate to marry me. Um, and then Violet and Lady um, Mrs. Bridgerton, Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury start putting their heads together because... Daphne and Simon both have, like, this collective issue where Lady Whistledown is trashing both of them. So they, they, they arrange a dinner at the Bridgerton household and seat the Duke next to Daphne. And this is kind of like the first time that Daphne and the Duke have a chance to visit. And she's just like, he's like, you look like you're kind of ticked off. You're sitting next to me. And she's like, well, yeah, because I think you're an arrogant asshole. And he's like, okay, well, you're desperate to get married. So, you know, <laughs> so they kind of like, it's like, it's, they hit it off in the way that you're like, okay, there's definitely chemistry here, but neither one of them. He's, it's bickering. The, right? It's more about bickering at that point. So like it becomes, but they, they start to realize like Daphne is, is despairing that like by a lot and she's left with gone down. the potential you know, she wants she wants to get a lot more racist. attention yeah <laughs> correct and and but meanwhile simon wants all these mothers and their marriage hungry daughters right. off his neck and they're like here's how we do this if we pretend like we're courting the pressure will let up on right. me simon you know, that these women might, might let me, you know, leave me alone for a little bit. But meanwhile, the, the attention on you will increase because all these guys will want to be, right. Like, don't want to be track and do. Yeah, be. exactly. So well, you'll oh, suddenly get so, a lot of callers. Oh, so it's kind of like okay, a fake so, dating type they make of that deal. Uh, Anthony engage, uh, get agrees to have Daphne marry the pedophile. And she's, like, completely horrified. She's like, I'm not marrying Nigel. He's probably a pedophile. <laughs> so she goes out into this garden because she's furious. And Nigel shows up. And she's like, we're not, FYI, we're not getting married. My brother made a mistake. And he gets pretty. And if you recall from, from the Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen stuff. Right. The fact that she's out in this garden alone. alone with this dude is not good. It's not her fault. It's Nigel doing something inappropriate but um he gets pretty physical with her and you're like oh shit where is this going and who happens to come along and overhears well right. before so he can do anything she punches Nigel. struggle comes running in but daphne he runs in just as daphne like lays nigel out with this massive punch in the face it's pretty fantastic and seriously, you can look at Simon. He was like, that's the hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's already like, well, hello. And then that's where they can cut. And like Daphne's like, oh, shit. I'm out in this garden with two men. 
if I don't get away, I'm going to be ruined. And then that's when Simon's like, okay, let's concoct this plan. Like, cause I don't understand why you don't have suitors around the block. Cause you're gorgeous and wonderful. And so I'll help you if you help me. And then they walk in to the ball and do a dance. And it's, I have to say the cin- cinematography in this uh, show is really gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Dance Everything is beautiful. Oh, it's the, so the beautiful. Music, so the music, the, Mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of you know and then he yeah, as they're as great. he's like as they're getting rid of the dance he's like you know stare into my eyes we have to pretend if this is going to work we have to look like we're madly in love so obviously you know they're going to be madly in love without being able to admit to it so <sighs> anyways he's really hot okay so then that takes us to like episode two so then that kind of like starts the it's basically a fake dating fan fiction so there's a lot of like moments where, you know, so it leads to a bunch of stuff. There's all these twists and turns. She has to get, um, she, you know, Anthony has to, he's, Anthony's a big problem because Anthony is like, no, she's going to marry Nigel. Well, first Anthony is really pissed at this whole fake dating thing. Like he's like, um, right. no, you're not he's allowed like, to he, be near my sister. Rake. Anthony knows he's just like him, and Anthony would never let Daphne ever date anyone like him because he recognizes that he's a big, huge slut. So he's just like, no, you're not touching my sister. He's like, I really like you. You're my be- one of my best friends, but also she's my sister, so hands off. And th- well, and there's also kind of like an understanding. like Right, you don't like go sisters are off your, limits, your and the Duke is sister. just like, you know, I'm a Duke. Nothing's off limits. Yeah. And, but he's not... Like, Anthony's automatically assuming that the Duke has impure and disrespectful, you know, I mean, he does, but, you know. Which he does. a while to get there. Um, the motivation. <laughs> so, she's technically engaged to this Nigel guy, and there's a scene after a part. Oh, so they're at a dance, and, you know, Daphne and, and Simon dance, and then Anthony's like, okay, clearly you're not getting the message, but hands off, my sister. And Simon and then Nigel shows up with a big, huge purple eye. And it's a really great scene between the three men because Simon's just like, is anyone going to ask him where the purple eye comes from? Because I know. So Simon like out that Daphne, you know, he acted improperly with Daphne and she punched the shit out of him. And Anthony was a really interesting because Anthony's like, well, Daphne would have told me if that happened. And, and Simon's like, would she? Which... It was very, like, it's a very current way of handling, like, women being assaulted and not telling anyone. You know what I mean? That happens. Because that's essentially what happened to Daphne. She was assaulted and she protected herself, but she was never going to, you know, she was not saying anything about it. So um, there's a scene afterwards where Nigel is following um, Simon and he's basically like, I think Nigel's a baron or something and, you know. Simon's a duke, which is like the highest you can get on the food chain other than being a prince. So he's just like, well, I need her. Why are you bothering with this girl? You know, I'm the one who needs her to increase my rank. So just let me have this one. Like he's bartering with Simon like she's a horse. And Simon's like, well, Daphne's a person. And I think she gets to decide who she's going to marry. And so, you know, Nigel's like, well, that's true. Why have you not proposed to her yet? And then he's like, oh, are you already having sex with her? And Simon turns around and he's just like, shut your fucking mouth. 
And then Nigel starts in on his dad and you, and, and, you know, how his dad slept around and whatever. And like, if there's one thing you don't do with Simon is you talk about his dad around him. So he basically beats the shit out of Nigel and it's gotta be one of the more satisfying moments in the series for me. (laughs) He was like, yes, I absolutely want him to beat the crap out of him. So, and then it kind of leads to, they have to, what, what happens? Nigel tries to like, fast track a wedding but then the mom's able to get Nigel out of the out of the way so that's that's that okay what's next Cal I know I'm lost um okay I have no idea we're not gonna do the whole series okay yeah yeah well we don't have to like recap the the entire okay let's get to the show but um so like they're good when they end up getting like there's a lot of good speeches in this show I have to say that my favorite speech was probably Simon in front of the queen that was like major but there is a problematic part in this show that we should probably warn people about because it's kind of like I don't know Daphne's very she's very naive when it comes to sex because they don't tell girls anything so Simon has made this vow that he's never going to get married and he's never going to have children so he doesn't, he's not really super upfront with Daphne about, he says he can't have children, but he doesn't really clarify that he won't. So it kind of leads to communication is not the best thing between these two, right? <laughs> it is absolutely one of those conflicts where if they just it's had totally a conversation, avoidable. yeah, it would, it would help things. And so that can be very frustrating. I know some people react really badly to that sort of conflict. And I agree, like, in the recent uh, classes I took, she kept saying, you know, if your conflict can be solved with a simple conversation, it's not a good conflict. And she said some writers can get away with that because they're who they are. Like, think Nora Roberts, and in this case, Julia Quinn, because... I don't know if we stated before, but these mm-hmm. books are, are, are romance novels. It's a series mm-hmm. of romance novels by an author named Julia Quinn. And because of her status, she can get away with it. But it's like, she can, but your average writer can't. And I would even argue well, that I'm not even like sure she can get away with it. Because like 20? Yeah. So. 20. But, but it's like, even that, that's still that's 2000. To me, to me, old ass that I am, that's not that long ago. And there's there really is like it really could have been No, I agree with I totally agree better. with you. It's it's like the show's perfect You're... up until episode six. And then they swerve. And like Okay. But they, they swerved it... harder in the book too. Like the 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 show yeah, kind of made it the whole, better. Bottom line, there's but, twists and turns, but uh, you know Daphne and Simon end up getting married, and the reason why he, you know, he obviously we know that he loves Daphne. Daphne is, you know, they kind of he kind of ends the ruse, and he's like because a prince shows up, and he's like, okay, a prince is basically perfect and that's who so he breaks Daphne's heart because Lady Danbury is like listen if you're not going to marry this girl and you blow this chance for her to marry a prince you're an asshole so he does it because he thinks that's what's best for Daphne and he has no intention like 
Well, and he he comes to this bar. I want to talk to you about intending that to tell her goodbye because he's going to leave really the country again. It's really kind of interesting when he shows up. Like he's like, I was like, what's the plan here, Simon? You know what I mean? Because he's already. He was just like, oh, I can't leave. Whatever, buddy. Like, exactly. You can tell like, yourself what? whatever you want to believe. Like, she's on, like, he knows <laughs> but we all know what was going to happen. going to propose. Like, he was literally standing there when the prince was like, hey, Anthony, can we have a chat? And then, you know. So, so he pulls her, or she runs she's outside. She's panicking. She knows the prince is going to propose. And they she, start to she argue. She knows she's really in love with Simon, but he's not an option. Right. And so she runs into this like garden maze and he follows her and they're arguing. And then like, like, he's frustrated. So he kisses her. Like that's a big no, no. And then he's like, Oh shit. I shouldn't have done that. We're alone in a garden. I shouldn't have kissed you. And she's like, yeah, you should have. And so she kisses him back. You're like, are we? And it's on and they're like clawing at each other. And then who shows up right that minute? What woman wants her first time to be in a bush? Like I was like, it was they might have like they might have Simon got handsy and he got handsy fast. I was like, whoa, dude, like we're lifting skirts up. I was just like, what the <laughs> So so who happens right. upon them in this state but Anthony? Right. Now remember how protective Anthony is. Remember how much he knows right. about Simon and his well, rakish ways. And again, Right. So Anthony's like Anthony is yeah, not happy. So I was like, yeah, I deserve this. <laughs> and he's like, well, now you have to marry her. Because like that's the rule. Like if you if you sully a woman's good If you're caught alone in a so compromising position, the you have to marry her, them or else. Before he even got handsy. The second Simon kissed her. Actually, the second Simon followed her into the garden while she was not with a chaperone, it was basically like, you have to marry this woman. You know what I mean? Which is from my standpoint, you know, yeah. he already broke her heart. He severed. He's like, we're not friends. Marry the prince. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going to leave town. So he already, you know, essentially did what he had to do and said goodbye. But then as he's right, it's like, okay, clearly he didn't Simon have is having follow. difficulty dealing with all his feelings. So he shows back up. And so it's, it's clear he <laughs> and he starts questioning her like she's like, well, I'm going to be a princess and it's going to be amazing. And you are freaking bastard and leave me alone and he's just like well are you going to be happy do you really think you're going to be happy and it's kind of unfair he's poking at her and this potential happiness with the prince because he wants her he, yeah and he wants because her she knows she she's her. not in love with it's the basically, prince it's a perfect scenario of you want what you can't have so as he's following her into the garden oh my god it's so much it's oliver very oliver in like, season three he's like i refuse to date you i refuse <laughs> to marry you but also nobody else can date or marry you. <laughs> and like the jealousy just. He's kind of an asshole. So yeah, Anthony tells him you have to marry her. And Anthony or yeah. Simon Daphne looks right at Daphne like, and is like, I can't. He's like, literally, we were going to get it on in a bush. Like, what the what fuck? What the fuck? And it's at that point, you're like, Simon, you have disastrous life decision making skills. <laughs> So the, 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 the choice is here, either you duel your best friend your head or get married. And she's okay, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but this is even before the duel. Like, this is still in the garden. 
and Anthony's like, well, then we're going to have to duel. And he's like, fine, we'll duel. Right. Like, and everybody's like, like, dude, just marry her. <laughs> but well, like, no, like, no, no. He's like, I can't straight. duel. You'd rather die so, than marry me. Which is like such a heartbreaking statement. It's pretty mm-hmm. terrible. And she argues with Anthony. And <laughs> Anthony's like, we have to do this. And so crack of dawn, they go and they meet to duel. And it's very clear from exact ten duel again. Guys. We've watched Hamilton. We know the ten duel commandments, and we know and we know from what Hamilton has told us that if you aim exactly. at the sky, you don't intend to shoot the other person. And Simon was aiming at the sky, so it's clear and Simon and Anthony was aiming at Simon. And basically, the Simon is saying, "Please do exactly. shoot Simon's me, like, kill me, because I'm that's really the only way out of this." Which you were like. You're like, okay. Like, literally, he was prepared. Like, you guys, like, it's really interesting that Simon, because they were like, well, you know, Colin was explaining the duel to Daphne. It's like, it's okay, but we'll fire wide and it's fine. But Simon doesn't even pretend like he's going to fire wide. He just puts his gun up in the air and he's letting Anthony take the shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's not moving. He's just like standing there, like, like the so who rides into the middle of this nonsense? <laughs> why? Well, it's kind of a dumbass it. move, let's like, be oh, honest, because she could have been shot. <laughs> so Daphne rides her horse in the middle of this, nearly gets herself shot, scares the shit out of her brother and Simon, and she's like, no, well, somebody saw them. <laughs> this can't the happen. And they're like, well, you either... Yeah, this other this other chick, and she apparently has let it known that ruined. she's gonna let out what she saw happen. Because the prince is interested Daphne's in Daphne. Daphne's like, I'm fucking ruined. So this anyway. chick wants the prince, so she lets out what happened between the duke and Daphne in the garden because she saw. Then Daphne will be ruined, and she'll yeah yeah. So well, Daphne's she's go- like, yeah, okay, she's we don't going have a choice to do anymore. that. Like you don't need to do the dual thing. Like you have to marry me because even if you're dead, this chick is gonna say, you know, we almost had sex in the bush bush, which is true but whatever and simon's like no i'm not gonna marry you and she's like do you actually hate me like what the fuck is your problem and he is very like okay i know that you want to be a mother that's your dream you want a house filled with children and happiness and love and he's like i can't give that to you and he very specifically says i can't give you children the the can't is important i can't so De- she's Daphne's getting yeah, a, exactly. a, a picture in her head. Oh, he can't. Okay. So then right. Anthony's like, "What's going to happen?" And she's like, well, "We're yeah, going to get married." Like, I could never. And like Simon's like, "Excuse me, what?" And like two seconds later, she's like, "We're going to get married." So Daphne is telling Simon, "I will make that sacrifice to save your life." Is basically what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So going into the wedding. She expects that he get, she she knows like less than nothing about how babies are made. She tries to have the, the talk, talk with her because then your like, mother gives her like, no okay, useful information. Here we go. We're gonna rip the bandaid off with mom, okay? And mom's gonna just now's the time because I mean, mom like, is gonna explain it all. It's pretty explicit. Like there's a there's a scene while they're out, you know, promenading where, um, you know, Daphne's trying to get information. She like doesn't understand. She's like. So, like, what's the thing that, like, can, like, how do marriages, like, function? And, like, they keep talking about, like, this physical thing in a marriage. But, like, 
and it's intangible. And <laughs> she's just she just very well, innocently asked Simon, like, what happens in a marriage? And Simon's like, I'm not going to tell you. She's like, but like, literally nobody else will tell me. So he tells her, like, he doesn't tell her about sex, but he talks to her about masturbation and teaches her how to do that. Yeah. But it's like, that's, that's not helping. Like they literally, these girls go into this thinking you can't get pregnant. They don't know basic anatomy. Right. Like the revelation that you don't even have to be married. Is so is don't news know basic to them. anatomy, so like, it's like that's <laughs> okay. So they know nothing. They know they know less than nothing. So on their whatever they're gonna do, he, just he can't do that. He can't have kids. He can't do that because he can't <laughs> have kids. So when he's like, "Yeah, I can," and look at me, look at look right here. We're gonna do it right now. And she's like, "Okay." So I got that wrong. Right. And so I have to say the love the scene pulls out. is probably most one of the most well done love scenes. Have you seen that that clip? I retweeted it. It was of no, the, the different cast no. members reading from the book. Is it? Okay. That I'll scene. That. Oh, it's, it's it's the best. I have so like it turns you out have so to Daphne find that. thinks it's like so good. she's trapped him. And Simon, by the way, leading up the three days leading up to the wedding is pretty much drunk the whole time. So Daphne is like, he doesn't love me. I've trapped him into this marriage. He won't talk. To, he won't look at her. It's He bad. won't talk like, to her. He, he won't look at her. When he rips it away, it's not good. So she's like, great. I've just trapped myself in a marriage with a guy who can't stand me. And there's a great scene. Simon has Simon has uh, a, real, a best friend. He's like his boxing coach, whatever. Anyways, Simon is plastered. He got kicked out of the bar. And his best friend finds him, and he's just like, seriously, dude, would marrying her be this bad? She's pretty hot, and he seemed to like her. So, and Simon's like, I let my feelings get the best of me. That's how we got into this, you know, mess. So he's in his very Oliver Queen season three. I have all the feels, but I can't deal with them, you know, situation. And he, the their wedding actually gets um, the queen or the archbishop won't give them permission for the early license so they have to go in front of the queen to plead their case and i have to say so he he gives a speech they're trying to convince the queen that like no we really love each other there's nothing untoward happening here and simon gives a speech that knocks your sock off socks off i won't i won't spoil it but basically simon is finally honest about how he feels about daphne in front of the queen so when they get to the wedding night there's just a lot of miscommunication. Simon thinks he's trapped Daphne, which kind of like when you came down, like who trapped who, where were you at Callie? So that was more or less on the Simon trapped Daphne. I was on the Daphne trap Simon because he was saying, I'm not going to do this. True. And then she I went more over like, his head where I go and back said, to, we're like, getting married. What was the plan here, Simon? Cause he shows up at the party right i'm like oh simon was a was a fucking mess but like but here's the, she like, ultimately he is the one who sealed the marriage showed up to say goodbye to her because i feel like the plan okay yes i think that was actually well and plan. like maybe just, he was like we ended it, on a real bad note and i kind of like am madly in love with her so i just want to like end on like a better better terms 
he he thought it would yeah, be ruder if he just so, left without saying okay. goodbye. So we get to the wedding night, and they actually start to have a fight. Because she's like, <laughs> Cassie's like, he he gets a separate room, which is never a great sign for your wedding night. And so she's like, okay, he hates me. And then he comes to the door. She opens the door just as he comes to her door. And he's like, do you want to go down for dinner? <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. So they have a huge fight because she's like, like, you won't even look at me, man. I feel bad that I trapped you. And then, you know, he's like, no, I trapped you. And they have this huge... Whatever. Anyways, it leads to them declaring their love for each other, and then they have all the sex, which then leads to Simon pulling out. So this is the method of birth control that Simon is using throughout the show. And then there's the big sex montage, and it's great with Wildest Dreams, whatever. But Daphne starts piecing together that something is up. Like, <laughs> like there is something not quite right about Simon she was like well he can obviously he's physically capable of having sex but she's trying to piece together how a kid gets made so she ends up going to her maid and she was like I don't know anything I need you to specifically tell me like the actual in detail how you make a baby so the it's actually Rose her maid who's like okay this is how it works so Daphne figures out that you know Simon's pulling out He's basically been using her naivete about um, sex in order to avoid. Right. He, and that's the part that yeah, he like, knows that like, she's naive. I was, watching her, I was like, well, I know how babies are made. And it, you sure as shit don't say I can't have children. You say I won't have children. You know what I mean? So that's Daphne's perspective. She's very hurt that he, she feels like he's lied to her. He's completely presented it as something that he has no control over. Yes. Yeah, she felt sorry for him. Right. Because she thought it was a physical condition. And it turns out right. it's just the bad because he made this is, this is where promise it gets bad. to his father. So she decides. Have kids. So she has a period of time where she knows, but he doesn't know she knows. Okay, so they're going to have sex. And I can't quite. I still can't quite figure out what she, the, the, like, what was her plan again? It was like, what was the goal of this? I think. In part, she was like, well, I'm going to figure out if my hunch is correct. But that's not really necessary since the, since the maid told her exactly everything she needed to know. So they're having sex. She gets up on top. And so Simon can't pull out. And he says to her, wait, like once or twice. And she doesn't. And then he doesn't pull out. And then, you know. So once that happens, he knows that she knows. And they have this massive fight. So the problem is, of course, in terms of consent, there was some pretty shady shit happening with Daphne. And she basically forced. Again, much, much yeah, more. I think they tried. Like, the in the book, in the he's book, drunk. He and drunk. he, like, basically can't function except he can, you know, have sex. But, yeah, it's Simon is not drunk, but he clearly tells her to wait. So he's furious with her that she basically took his choice away whether or not they were going to have kids and kind of forced it into this, you know, potentially getting her pregnant. And she's, which was the point, like I decided like she knows he doesn't want to have kids. So she has like this limited window where she can basically force him into getting her pregnant, which is not good. And again, this is where like we go back to Cal's point where Cal was like, 
you know, like what you learn in your class, like this is an easy problem to avoid if you have a conversation. Like she could have just come into the room and said, I know what's going on and have the big fight about it. Because clearly before sex, she had the, the moral high ground. You know what I mean? But she kind of blows that and does this super shady thing. And then he's angry with her for doing the shady thing. So this is the huge, like, basic drama between the two of them that you're literally like, if you guys just had a conversation about what's going on, this is all avoidable. You know what I mean? So they end up having the conversation. Yeah. It takes yeah. two episodes. The conversations that they have are really great. My frustration with Simon, though, and maybe you can illuminate some of this. I, I couldn't. Are we in or are we out with Simon? Because he's like, you know, he's you he basically he's like, you're my wife. We're gonna, I'm going to stick around until to see if you are pregnant. If you're not pregnant, we're going to be married in name only. If you are pregnant, I'll stick around and help raise the kid. So Daphne's kind of like, okay, so we're either going to be married and miserable or separated and happy. But the truth is Daphne really loves him and wants to have his babies and is hoping that she's pregnant so he'll stay. You know what I mean? If we really want to boil down to it. Turns out she's not pregnant. She's completely heartbroken. But through the whole thing... Simon saying we're done, but then like they can't keep their hands off of each other. So for Daphne, I think it's a little confusing because she's just like, you know, he's like, we're not, you know, they kind of have a moment and he's like, we're not going to do this ever again. But then the next episode when they're sitting down and or the next scene when they're sitting down and talking, you know, he kisses her. So I'm always a little bit like, what is, what is going through his head? Like if he's planning on sticking around, and he's not planning on having it be a real marriage, yet every single time he's around her, they're having some kind of tender, intimate moment. It's weird. So, anyways, so yeah. I don't know, man. So, they end up sorting it out. But yeah, I wish, you know, there were so many other ways that they could have done that. Like, Shell is telling to me, like, it would have been fine, like, if they had sex, Normally, he pulls out and she has, she tells him she knows what's going on. You know what I mean? It really wasn't necessary to have her do what she did in order to create the problem, which frustrates me. All right. We have questions. I think so. Do we really? Okay. Which characters from Arrow would you, this is from Ellie, would you attribute to the characters of Bridgerton? Simon is Oliver. Anthony is Tommy. Have a rank, but doesn't want to commit to the dude. I mean, I think we got to put, I think we got to put Tommy with not Tommy. Just from the, from the look of it. The only, the only Arrow character that I feel like is really (laughs) super similar is Oliver. Well, listen. Yeah, no, Shell is actually kind of playing a, a thing. Black that child. Uh, a, a thing. That keeps on yeah. I know, right? And <laughs> I, I, I heartily approve. And trust me, it's all covered. I'm going to wait for Shell's thing and that's going to answer <laughs> the question for me. She's got a good um, plan. So what's cool is now, I guess, like as the books go on, Correct. like they take each Bridgerton kid. So I think the next book is is Anthony and his love story. Yes. Correct. Correct. 
and apparently it's very good. A lot of people say that they like. Well, again, really like everything with the Duke whatever, and, Fee- really, really uh, and Daphne and was book. great up until this super shady consent issue sex scene. You know what I mean? It's like it was. It was fine. Like you can still have yeah. the whole problem because it's not like if Daphne was pissed off about it. And not to get him to stick around. They, they just wanted her to potentially she, be pregnant. Even if and she, not. They didn't think she was pregnant. And they just had her pissed off about it. That was not going to like sway Simon that much. Like. Well, like why if, if they want her to potentially be pregnant, maybe have a moment where they do. You know, see, that was uh, what I originally hook up. And thought happened pull out after I've watched it 400 times like now I'm like okay that's not what happened but I initially thought she was on top and he just lost control and finished so I was just I was look, but then I was like no then I watched it again I was like, and then you can clearly hear him say wait but again I like that idea I also like the and it's a it's kind of a funny scene because she's she's like okay will you just tell me what why do you not want to have children? Like, I don't get this. And he's very solemn. And he's like, because I made a vow to my father that I would never have children. And he's like, it's the way he said it's like, this is going to explain everything to you. And you're totally going to get it. And she stands there and she's like, okay. So just so I get this straight, you don't want to have children with me and a happy life because you want to stick it to your old man. And he's like, yeah, like this makes perfect sense. I actually liked your idea better. Basically, like, which is really flimsy it more in my opinion. He was afraid of losing her because his mother died during childbirth. Oh, did Shell come up with that? Okay. Um, yeah, I love cough, that cough, idea. Shell. Cough, cough. No, no, it was, it oh, wasn't was that we what going? she necessarily she came okay. up with. I'm just saying. So I, I, I think that would have made more yeah. sense and could have been an even more emotional issue between them. You know what I mean? And he just refuses. But yeah, I can see why some people are like, yeah, this is kind yeah. of, it ruins the, I guess I didn't, I give a little bit wider birth in terms of like these period shows. Cause there's so much stuff that's fucked up socially and like with women and whatever. So the speech, they eventually get to, like Daphne, Daphne's speech to Simon goes a long way um, in terms of like an apology, but like they don't really address it in terms of like, a consent issue you know what I mean they just kind of glaze over it and Simon's just kind of crabby that she tried to get pregnant without like discussing it with him so it's messy but yeah so I guess the next book is yeah about it's, it's, it's kind of icky um the one that I'm really excited for if it goes the whole way is um oh I want to ask you did you figure out who Lady Whistledown was before that they revealed it you did I didn't. I was a little like, oh, it could be her. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't sure. Because it made sense. Are we spoiling that? Yeah, they're fine. Okay, so Lady Whistledown, which is cool that they revealed in the first season. I was very happy about that because I really didn't want to do an eight-year gossip girl and find out it's Dan. Um, so it is, uh, there's another family, the Featheringtons, and Eloise's best friend is uh, Lady Whistledown. And she's very sweet, and she's very kind, but she's also the one who's ignored. So, 
Yep, but she's completely adorable and wonderful. She's a little the overweight. sweetest creature to ever exist. So it's pretty shocking when you're but like, she's the sweetest. Kind of got the other side to her, this razor sharp edge that she right, and she'll burn it down to get it. Then what she wants, she is knows Colin what Richardson. she wants. So that's who I'm. That's the book I'm excited about because it's like, how do we get from Lady Whistledown to Colin Bridgerton not even really recognizing Penelope as a potential romantic love interest. It's very much one-sided. She's in love with him and he kind of looks at her like she's a sister or just a friend. But she's madly in love with him. And I heard that they're they do get a love story later on in the books, but I don't know when we're gonna get it in the in the in the series. I'd be shocked if this was not picked up again. I mean it has to be now. Oh, well, it will just be. To the amount of money like that they the gave her to the make it. Simon yeah. and Daphne, they have already said, yeah, we're totally up for another season. I mean, this is this has got to be the biggest thing that's happened in any of their careers in a while. So, um, okay, Infinite Canvas asked, um, yes, we were getting Elicity vibes, very season three. And Lady Danbury is the only unproblematic character of the bunch. I mean, Benedict's pretty okay. Listen, I think Benedict okay. was pretty okay, but I'm probably I didn't have that big of a problem with the mother, other than she just can't like tell her kid about sex. Like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with their being problematic characters. I think that that's kind of the interesting portion of it but like I just didn't like the drama that they inserted for Daphne and Simon because it was just stupid it was completely horrible it was stupid you could have gotten there a million different ways without having to do that so and I read what the writers and the showrunner were like like they wanted it to be shady I was like well mission accomplished you know they were like like they knew it was shady what she was doing and that's what they wanted they wanted Daphne I think they were like, in their mind, you know, this is all about Daphne's sexual awakening and she's a child growing from a woman and this is her and her power taking control. Right. Which from It's about Daphne taking control of her own understand why she's so furious yeah. with Simon is that he misrepresented and this isn't like she can just be like, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. Like, that's not how this works. If Simon wants to stay married, they're married. If Simon wants a divorce, they get a divorce. Daphne has no power. So it's not like she has this option of, you know, going out and finding love somewhere else. So she does feel like he completely trapped her. His point is like, well, I did tell you we weren't going to have kids. And she's like, well, can't and won't are two very different things. Like if you had said to me on the dual field, hey, by the way, I don't want to have kids because I'm planning on sticking it to my old man for the rest of my life. She might not have agreed to marry him. You know what I mean? So I get that. But yeah, I, I just wish that they had right done away with the whole thing. But they wanted Daphne to be. I just don't like that they were like Daphne finding her power has to be a situation in which you know, she is a sex situation. Like, there's other ways of Daphne finding her power than, like, forcing her husband to get her pregnant. Yeah. It was mess. It was messy. Um, it was, it was kind of shady. Would you like it to continue? This is from Stay Angry, Little Meg. 
Meg, you crack me up. Uh, would you like it to continue to, continue to deviate from the books, align for queer stories like Benedict and potentially Eloise, or grow closer to the books like Outlander ended up doing? I want it to stay somewhat close to the books. Yeah. But I don't want them... It's a, it's a tricky question, because... Yeah. From what I understand, Benedict's story is, is is really interesting, and kind of what they've set up with Benedict right, was the artist friend. In 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 talking with the dude, his 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 whole his whole thing, the dude's whole thing was like, "This isn't a socially acceptable relationship, and here's how I have to deal with it." And it's kind of that oh, actually sets up Benedict's actual story because so he he kind of has a mate. So I kind of like I well, don't they want did allow to for a, that go, but they but did allow at the same for a time like with the I don't know I, I, I don't I'm not I'm not characters are going it, away. But... Oh yeah, that's fair. I mean yeah, yes, but yeah. Th- there's a lot of people that want it to be a main character, which I get. I do get that. And apparently, from what I understand, that there is a Rip, bit of oh my a. Gosh. a a story with Gregory now. once they finally get to him <laughs> that he he enters into yeah, a, a I tend to, situation well I want them to show a little better judgment you know what I mean like I think that they recognize that there's a it's, it's, it's hard. book and they try to fix it so right I, from my standpoint the TV show like I'm just starting to read the book the TV show is a little bit more in tune with how I like things to go. I think that they made some good changes to it. Um, but then it's like they missed the, you know, the, a golden opportunity to remove the most problematic part of the whole story. So I want them to stop doing shit like that. I don't mind deviation, but I, I want them to be smarter about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I like... I like right, like I think the strength of the show is the whether it is characters. The They're all pretty great characters and interesting. Um, I really like the idea of them shifting focus. So, like the next season, the focus isn't going to be on Simon and Daphne as much, which I'm okay with because, I mean, honestly, I think I'm just so starved for a fucking happy ending. It was really great. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, it was really great that they, you know, she gives a hell of a speech in the rain. <laughs> Why are speeches, romantic speeches in the rain, so much more romantic? I just don't. And she's just, it's so beautiful. And I got to awesome. see what her mother, what the Lady Danbury says to Simon and what Violet uh, Richardson says to Daphne are spectacular because she's, you know, Lady Danbury's like, you're letting your, you don't want to be your father. You're trying to stick it to your old man, but you are acting just like him. She's like, your pride is going to cost you everything. And then what I really love is Violet, you know, cause you know, Daphne's been kind of focused on, you know, how happy her parents are. They were a love match. She wants that for herself, but that's not going to happen. And Violet was like, well, yeah, I mean, we really loved each other, but that didn't mean there was an absence of problems tells Daphne like you have to choose your partner every day you have to choose to love you have to choose forgiveness that's how this works 
so that kind of brings Daphne around and she's able to, you know, Simon never tells her why he made this vow, but she finds out anyways. And she, you know, it boils down to there as much as Simon hates his father, he believes his father was right, that he's imperfect and unworthy of love, you know, and he views Daphne as perfect and he will never be deserving of her. And the, again, that's the Your very sunshine, Oliver Queenishness of him that I'm too dark. Me. Right. And Daphne is, you know, it's, I would say it's her felicity moment is like, you know, Correct. your dad was wrong. Just because you're not perfect doesn't mean you don't deserve to be loved. And for Daphne, her part of it was like, just look at me. What she's telling Simon is, I'm not perfect, but I still think I deserve love. You know what I mean? So that's really Daphne finally stopping the act that Eloise correctly called Correct. her on. She's like, don't you get exhausted pretending like you're perfect all the time? Because FYI, you're not. So Daph- you know, Daphne, <laughs> Daphne comes to this realization that Eloise was right all along. She's not perfect. She makes <laughs> terrible mistakes. She's hurt Simon in some of the worst possible ways you could hurt someone. So it's, you know, she really, it's really on her at the end to kind of try to bridge this gap between them. So the speech that she gives, she tells him that I love all of you, even the parts that you think are too shameful to love. And that is the first, exactly. And that is the first time I think he's, even with Lady, I mean, Lady Danbury, which is the right thing to say. That's really the first time where he has had anyone say to him, I love you just as you are, you know? So that brings him around and he's a little bit like, I don't really know how to be this guy, you know, that I need to be for you. And she's like, you already are this guy. That's the whole point. Just be you and we'll be good. You know? So that part of it, I really adored at the end, but I just skipped the scene where they have the problematic sex scene. <laughs> I rewatch. It never happened. <laughs> I'll just pretend. It didn't happen. Why are they arguing? I don't know. Who knows why they're arguing? It never happened. Nothing so, to see yeah. here. That's Bridgerton. I'm so excited for the show. So, yeah. And the end. <laughs> You're like, so that's Bridgerton. And... Yeah, but what's exciting about it is like, okay, the end. Like, oh, this is my point. So it's a Simon good show, Daph- you guys. Simon and Daphne it. end up having a baby. It's great. That's, that, that's how they end. Um, he makes the decision to. I actually think the more intimate sex scene is the one at the very end. Because it was like, you know, it was a wordless. Yeah, I agree. That was an amazing moment. They end up for... making love after he's like, okay, I'm going to stay. And he doesn't pull out. And they didn't have any discussion about babies. They just were like, you know, we're going to try and, you know, work through this. So she wasn't saying to him, you have to say yes to having children with me. What she was saying to him is, you know, we'll get through this. I love you no matter what. Even if you don't want to have children, I love you. Okay. So that was very much something Simon needed to hear. Right. They they both had to, to say sacrifice something for each other right. i'm willing so to not have kids with you it was her and then return he's for, i'm willing know, to have kids she with did you. make a comment to him earlier after the fight she's like why won't you unfold yourself to me which i think is such a beautiful line he just won't let her all the way in and so it, that's the moment he does 
he does not pull out. And the look that they give each other afterwards is pretty amazing. I would say it's terms of like wordless, you know, forgiveness scenes depicted in a really loving way. That's probably, you know, one of the best I've ever seen. It's really powerful ending and you know, they're going to be okay. So I'm actually hopeful that like, they're not the focus of season two because I don't like writers fucking up my, Right, because I don't want writers fucking up my happy ending. Like, I just want... Because that that means that they're going to be okay. Yes. I think think a lot of people need to get this message that, hey... I'm totally cool with Anthony being the focus next season and, like, Simon and Daphne just, like, show up with their four kids. And, like, they give advice to Anthony or something. Correct. Oh, what's that? There's one thing I'm a little un, un, unhappy about is that at least in the books, they talk about how oh, between books I one and two hope that Penelope lost in like fact, 40 pounds. And I'm like, I'm are they going to make that poor actress? I love the chemistry between the two actors with Colin and Penelope. And yeah. I was like, you know what would be fucking awesome? Is if he loves her just as is. Like, I hate this shit where they, like, make the actresses, oh, you have to lose hmm. 50 pounds to be worthy of the term yeah. of love interest it's like seriously fuck off yeah like just to me the actress is gorgeous (laughs) yeah let's not do that i don't feel like she's i don't know so i i mean i feel like it fits her body type okay maybe she's a little overweight but i don't know i just adore her so much (laughs) like the character scary girls okay she's just Wonderful you really actress. should watch um, so Dairy Girls. Like, even when she's, I found out she's, she's Lady so Whistledown, I was like, I think I love her even more. Because she's Lady Whistledown. Because you're like, you know, Penelope can kind of be the one where she gets taken, her kindness gets taken advantage of. So I kind of like that she sticks it to people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I don't want her, I don't want the actress to have to lose any weight or the character to have to lose weight for <laughs> Colin to notice her. That sends a horrible message. Oh, only if you're super hot do you get to have a love story. Right. That sends you know, a that sends a pretty poor message. It's not good. And it makes me crabby that Julia Quinn did that in her book. That's not. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it sounds like by the time you get to Colin and Penelope's book that she's like she's kind of put her I love that. Like I had a like on let him, him chase it, it for a little bit. I'm moving on, and you know what? He knows she's I in do love too. With him. That's exactly what I want. Like to as I'm watching, Colin totally <laughs> knows, and what bothers me about Colin totally knowing, yeah, he has is to, like right? Him getting involved and getting engaged to her cousin or whoever. I don't know. I thought that was kind of shitty. Like pick another girl, Colin. That sucks, man. I know you're like that was like, that was Anthony such a dumb so shit move. Like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't get pregnant, and he's just like, what are you like, doing? I love her. And Anthony's like, you are a dumbass. That's you are a whole bunch of idiot, all wrapped up in a pretty. That's that's <laughs> you are a whole you're idiot. Love with her. You're just getting married. <laughs> the first chick that you ever were like, oh, she's pretty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and come. 
you dumbass. She gives like, me positive well, attention. I'll marry her. And it's like, oh, you dumb. And Anthony's like, yeah, you kind of do. Jesus. So I'm glad that Colin's show, going on like, like okay, a little so world travel because like, okay, probably... girls are kind of in their late teens. There's no set age in which you come out on society, but you know, the girls are kind of in the late teens, and then like the men are a little bit older. And typically, when they're in the marriage market, they've done their gap year. And she's like, the gap year is basically them traveling and pretending to look at art and then visiting brothels. <laughs> right have a bunch of sex basically mm-hmm. it's their grand and, tour yep yeah, they, they go around the continent and they have so, sex now yeah. listen that's all they do the fact that the duke was a rake ended up working in daphne's favor because he knew what he was doing yes well, what was it? There's a there's a line. I think it's even um, Mama Bridgerton <laughs> says it that reformed rates like Daphne's first time. Simon is. Bit- <laughs> <laughs> Yuck! You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want a guy like Nigel who has not been quote unquote a rake. Sure Daphne enjoys herself. No, you wouldn't want that. He's a very husband. giving, giving lover. Like his- I am. Well, because I'm a little bit like, You're thinking of that stare scene, okay. aren't you? After the stare scene, he's like, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I'm like, but why did you do it in the first place, Simon? And why can't we just do that? And, like, you give her a little tour. But and also, why can't you do that? Because that's not going to result in You can be like, hey, there's other ways to, like, have sex without, you know, actually. <sighs> Anyways. But I gotta say, God bless that man for <sighs> her first time. <laughs> I said I like set the standard for all women going forward. You're like, okay, that's what I want my first time to be. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yes, the stair yeah. scene. Yeah. What was your favorite love scene? There's a lot to choose from. Right? It's difficult. Yeah, same. But like, okay, we haven't talked about this because you and I are probably the really final fans. one. Yeah, and we had a huge thing about Wildest Dreams being the Lissy theme song for the season three. Yes, yeah, season three between season three and season four, we were like, okay, Oliver and Felicity are off, and they came right like, for my neck. Like, it was the Taylor they came Swift right for it. Video. And like, that's the song, the instrumental that they chose to play while Diamond or Simon and Daphne are or Daphne are having their sex montage. I was like, just jump into my dreams, why don't ya? <laughs> oh, we're when it go started playing, I was like, "These are determined to make me ship them." <laughs> so Fine. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I think that was like a lot of like the Elizabeth fandom is like because we got all the like explicit sex scenes that we would never get on the CW. Basically, basically. So anyways, yeah. Watch Bridgerton, guys. You'll skip Basically. over the problematic part in your rewatch. Just you can thank us later. Yeah. Spectacular. Please do watch it because you're gonna you're gonna be happy two. you did. This is like worse than Yellowstone. 
I heard they start filming in March. I know. I was like, they Which better be filming it now. They better have already filmed it. Fuck you, Shonda Rhimes. <sighs> yeah, she did that bitch. Every time. That's not, Every single That's not fair. She got found a way to so, get yeah, in I, the end, did like, Summer of 2021 for Yellowstone, and then I've got to wait till the following summer. Whatever. It's wrong. We're like, just nothing but, so but like, really turned out 23 episodes tortured by our, our television preferences. Like, why does it take two years to put together eight episodes? I'm just like not okay with this schedule. I like things turned out in a factory like order. All good questions, my friend. It's cute because the showrunner is like live tweeting when he watches the episodes. Like I think he's watching and oh go to his Twitter too because um he he's posting script pages, which is like my favorite oh, thing that showrunners do is post script pages. So it's really, really awesome. But yeah, it's funny to me because I'm like, oh, it's adorable to me that you think I'm watching this one episode a week. Like, dude, I stayed up till at 4 a.m. and watched the whole thing. <laughs> Like, you're confused. Extremely, yeah. extremely if, confused. If you think we're, we're, like, waiting on this, right. news. No. No. Oh, I have to tell you, I took a Bridgerton quiz well, in which it tells you which guy would ask for your hand in marriage, and I got Simon. And I'm really excited about it, and it was really important to me that I get Simon, because... Did you really... I took a, oh, a, a quiz that, that said, like, build okay, a house and we'll tell you which Bridgerton character you are. It was on BuzzFeed. You are the least Daphne. It, um, like, I'm Daphne. Yeah, I'm Daphne. So <laughs> They were like, which Bridgerton character are you? I'm like, right? I want to be Eloise. Like, so my house Daphne. is Daphne, apparently. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even question it with you. You're Eloise. Oh, and then the one I'm totally the, Eloise. The, Let's get it. Like right. the, the Scorpio, Libra. So, which character are you? I got Marina Thompson. Oh, I was going to get, I got Marina. No, Thompson. no, that was which character are you compatible about with? That. Like, how did you feel about that? I kind of was like, this, this is some shitty shit, girl. So, you're compatible with Marina Thompson. Same. I have to say that it's you know what I started out one of the really most disappointing her, characters. She really let me down. And like that was very disappointing because I had right. I had such hopes yes, for her. I was literally you. that um that meme of the I mean, we believed in you. I was rooting for you. You know, like that was me with her. I was shitty. like, I was rooting for you. What happened? That's to Penelope. Like Penelope's not well, it's with shitty her. what she does to Colin and she does poisons nice, herself and it's just but like just don't marry him. Girl. Well, and it was just like and Penelope is like, you shouldn't do this. This isn't cool. And she's like, yeah, but if I don't, then I'm ruined. And you want me to be right. ruined? It's, it's like, like, yeah, but just no, because something bad you, I don't to want you, you doesn't to be ruined, but I also don't want bad. you to ruin his life. Oh, my God. That was such a gut punch. But you, 
I yeah. loved when Colin was right. like, if you had told me, I would have you said You are a yes. mood, Colin Bridges. But you I'm lied to me, mood. so fuck you. And I was like, Colin, I love you. Also, <laughs> you are going. Eloise and her, I don't care. <laughs> he was who I was, I was compatible like, with. Listen, child, you and me, <laughs> we can hang. We can hang and talk about not getting married yes. and not sharing food. It's fantastic. But it's a little dicey with Penelope as her best friend and Eloise in this whole search for um, Lady Whistledown. So Penelope's kind of using a lot of the info she, like a lot of the stuff that Lady Whistledown gets info on is straight from Eloise. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a betrayal, but whatever, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, okay. So go I mean, back and watch the first episode. You're not wrong. I noticed this after. So go back and watch the first episode when Simon and Daphne are walking out into the ball and it's the first shot of them like holding hands right in front of them is Penelope staring at them. It's such a clear shot that like, yes, this is like, and you can see Penelope. I figured out it was Penelope when. Uh, Eloise was talking. She was like, and she wasn't oh, even at see, the, I the thing. Sure and was, I was like, was, I thought because the Featheringtons had to leave. Um, and I'm like, uh, let's out that Marina is pregnant. I'm slower. I wasn't watching it with you. You know how I am. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was I would already I had already guessed it's she her. was. I didn't, but I didn't even talk about it. I was just like, was Penelope. Permusing to myself, you know? Right. Right. Well, and I think it's perfect now that, like, the Featherington's basically been ruined. Oh the God. father's dead. Holy shit. And they, their, like, their shit. estate is going yeah. to God it's knows who. We still don't know. Don't that have... was, like, kind of a reveal that, like, oh, what's going to happen there? She's okay. I think it's going to be really well. So, but now she's thing. got money. The interesting so thing about like, Lady Whistledown is okay, she does and says some shady shit. But without Lady Whistledown, would Simon and Daphne ever be together? I don't know. I don't know. Here's another thing. Think of how Colin, the, yeah, the revelation like, that she's that Lady Whistledown out? is going to affect her Colin relationship is be with like, Colin. What in the actual fuck? What happened? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's a bomb I'm here to see explode. And Eloise too. Oh my god! Like that's good drama. Like that's it's the gonna shit get that I like. Really like, interesting. Not all this, like forced nonsense that you can avoid with just a simple conversation of like, "Hey, why don't you want to make babies with me?" Alright, was that a little angry? <laughs> What's the deal with you jacking off? <laughs> I was with you when you pull them out and jacking off. Whatever. We're all a little angry and it's okay. <laughs> also, we, we have some issues. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say. It's floating around the country if, if we're to believe Anthony. <sighs> Just saying. <laughs> True. They talk us 
in your health class. It's actually not that effective method of birth control, but whatever. That's how you really feel. It's a terrible method. <laughs> yeah, many, many babies. I'm going to tell you how. No, it's, it's a terrible method. And how many stuff. babies have been born I from was, it? I am glad, like, because I was like, you know, how explicit are we going to get here? Because it was getting pretty. And I was like, okay. I don't want to actually see the hands. Like, leave some mystery. So they did that. So I was happy with that. I can still clutch my pearls and enjoy the sex scenes. Because you never know what you're going to get on Netflix. Oh, but the other reason why I think I loved it is because Shonda Rhimes is not a writer. She's just an executive producer. Which is a total different ballgame. That's like yeah. Greg Berlanti. Like, Greg doesn't watch the, write the show. Although Greg, had, I think, had a little too much say-so on what was happening on my show. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we answered all the questions. Oh my gosh, we are 103 minutes. I know. Well, this is what happens when we don't podcast for a while. Which is Did we? Wow, look at I'm us so go. Proud of us. People need to like listen to this after they watch all of Bridgerton. Don't listen to it I'm before proud you watch of us. Bridgerton. Just go watch Bridgerton and thank us later. And we feel free to continue sending us Bridgerton questions. We'll always basically go watch Bridgerton. It's the only way we're going to be able to survive to 2022. Okay. Okay. Yes, exactly. Hopefully I'm not stuck in a work dungeon anymore and we can do this more often. Correct. It remains to be seen. I'm going to attempt a better (laughs) life work balance. It's a new, new, it's my new year's resolution. Okay. I'm gonna try Good luck it. with that. Your silence is very supportive. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're like, I've been down this road before. before with you. Are you? I. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you're gonna work. Your you always today. say like, I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, believe that when I see it. But I could change. It's the hope of change yeah. in the beginning of the new year. Essentially. You know what I want? A COVID vaccine. My brother-in-law you got won't. one and my sister's getting one next There's week. No I'm very changing. excited for them. They're frontline workers, though, as they should be getting them. Do you have any frontline workers getting their COVID vaccine? Well, I mean, that's not nothing. Um, no, like, the closest I have is, is my son who oh works at God. Jimmy John's. Like, they're not open in the he store, worked, right? He's like worked every day since, I think, the day after Christmas. Oh, like, every oh. single day. Okay. So that one doesn't. Forgotten. Some Jimmy John's do. That one doesn't. But it's right next to the university, so. I mean. Right. It's But he's worked. Because most, a lot of the students who are employees there go oh. home for winter break so he's like one of the people who's still in town so he's been working fun. every single day and I'm like you're making bank and he's like, <laughs> like welcome to adulthood buddy I, I officially have a grown man slumping around my house grunting and asking questions now there's two of Kyle <laughs> I get grunts of eight. when I ask them. questions I'm like okay it's really is that an affirmative grunt or a negative grunt? Become a lot like me. <laughs> Feel bad for Nick. Oh shit! I know. Like, 
like she like is obsessively oh, talking about fictional that characters is bad. all the time around him. <laughs> He's like, oh my god! It's like there's two of you. I'm like what? That's fine to do. Oh no, that's normal. <laughs> like she she goes in a rotation of discussing Once Upon a Time, um, Harry Potter, and now Twilight because I introduced Twilight to her like an idiot. I didn't think she was gonna like it that much. Listen, I viewed it. I was like, well, maybe Twilight is like an oh, open God. door to Why? Bucky. She was a little weird. Nobody needs Bucky, but that. Like, maybe if I like get her over the hump of this like vampire sucking blood thing, like what would be a, like a, a like a, a tamer approach? So I was like, she really likes fantasy novels too. So I was like, all right, let's try Twilight, and she fucking loves it. And I'm like, shit. I, didn't think she was gonna... I don't. But now, I, now I have to watch the movies with her. I had to watch. Again. What have you Allie. done? I'm like, oh my god. She's like, mom, let's watch the movie. I was like, instead of Arrow? She's like, yeah, let's watch Twilight. I'm like, no. There's nothing that's worth that. <laughs> and like, she has no conception that it's really bad. Because she just, <laughs> she's just in love with Alex. <laughs> no, she doesn't know. Like, she's a child. She doesn't know bad movies. <laughs> She has no like, nothing okay. to compare. It's my it to. fault. I own this. It's completely my fault. I I was the maker of my own misery. I didn't think she was gonna like it that much. <laughs> she's like, this is a this is amazing. I was like, no, you need to get to the point where like you thought it was amazing. Twilight has sucked in many, so many a child. <laughs> we all go through that arc. Were you even into Twilight when it was popular back in 20-whatever, 12, 10, whenever it came out? Did you avoid that craze? Mm. Hmm. I came to it late. It was before the movies. That's when I started reading. But, like, after it had already, like, I think the, the... and I was like well it's here's the way I went into it I was reading it I was like it's very clear it's a young adult book so I was fine with the book I thought it was a good book but like I wasn't like comparing it to like Grapes of Wrath or anything you know and then you see the movies (laughs) which I saw all of them (laughs) but I was like I wow (laughs) The first one is particularly really bad. Like, they get a little better. I feel like the third one is They're all really bad. It's pretty bad, too. There's just, it's just, like, you just have to be like, it's just bad, and I'm purposely spending money on some trash. They're all really bad. And just own it. You just gotta own it. You're like, I just gave them 20 bucks to watch, like, one of the worst movies ever made in my life. And I'm okay with that. I remember my husband and the... There you go. I love that. I love that. I remember that Nick, we went on a double date. Here's here's, here's what it comes down to. If it makes you happy, it was worth it. (laughs) And our other friend, they, like, brought in liquor because it was, you could have liquor. It was one of those liquor (laughs) movie theaters. And they got plaster <laughs> they're like this is movie this is the only way we can survive this is to get completely and super drunk it was pretty oh funny oh my god they're like you know it's not so bad after like your fourth beer 
was an experience. <laughs> it was an experience. The old, the other movie that they were planning on getting drunk in but didn't because they were like, oh, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> they were decent movies and they were like, you didn't tell us this is about kids killing each other. They're like, oh, it is. They're like, oh. Those are actually decent movies. Also, I have to do a little shout out to Jen from Just About Right. She is doing a Dawson's <laughs> Creek watch for the first time. It is literally the best thing happening over my holiday break because she's tweeting her reactions. Oh, it has Jen been so entertaining Dawson, to watch her go through it. And it's pretty spectacular. Because she understands that Pacey Witter is everything. I don't disagree. She from the get go. Honestly, her her opinion of this is why you listen to Jen because she knows Dawson from the very he beginning. Is the actual, I always have felt it took me a little while like, to come to this conclusion. Yes, but D- Dawson is the villain of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> you know what we should do when she's done watching? We should have her on, and we'll do a Dawson's Creek podcast. I like it. All right, you guys, send us ideas for shows you want to watch. You can always send us Arrow stuff. Me and the child will be. Good idea. I'm kind of thinking we'll do a binge today. I have to see what her and finish season one. I have to see what her, what her mood is. I know. I feel I, we just got to like fucking get through it. We just got to like, we just got to sit and do it, you know, and then we're into two. And then you got to get out amazing. of season one. It's the doldrums. For the most part. Until 2B. Cool. Not talk about that right now. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.